Hello, Patriots. It is Friday, September 13th, 2019. I'm Tom, host of the MAGA PowerCast. I get riled up on the left today, and we enter the weekend on a positive note on this episode of the MAGA PowerCast. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to me. It's damn good to be here. I have been terribly delinquent in my podcasting efforts, and I apologize for that. Life gets busy for all of us, right? I have a teenage daughter, and you know, while it's not cool to hang out with dad so much at her age, we do spend a lot of time together, and her extracurricular schedule just crushes me uh, with a full work week thrown in there as well. So, you know, I wish I could podcast exclusively, but even in this tremendous Trump economy, that's just not possible right now. Uh, So what does that all mean? Well, nothing. It's just me making excuses for my lack of engagement with Um, The nine of you who regularly listen to me. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe it's more than nine, but I'd rather underestimate my popularity. Hey, uh, so last week, uh, I was not only banned from Twitter again, and we'll get to that in a moment, but I also got thrown in Facebook jail for seven days for what they said was uh, an apparent violation of community standards. It came with no other explanation. No email notice, no direction as to what post was apparently violated, it came right after I shared uh, a meme that was well, honest, really, about the NRA not selling arms while Planned Parenthood does sell arms. Maybe crude, but true and to the point. And that image is still up on the Facebook page. Uh, if you're on Facebook and want to follow along with me there, the page can be found by typing Tom Exposes Liberal BS in the search bar or just type at Exposing Libs BS in the search bar. It should take you right there. Facebook tends to be where I dump a hodgepodge of stuff. Some of my more serious factual articles that I blog and write about uh, and more of the sarcastic shots that I take at the left and some of my parody videos from YouTube. Um, But I digress. You know, as far as that post, I can only assume that based on the number of engagements that post had within the first hour, that a bunch of sad little liberals who don't like the truth mass reported the page in general, only based on the page content, which is, of course, very anti-liberal. Uh, but but there is no hate speech and there is never any threats. It's just good fun at the expense of liberal insanity and the sharing of truthful, substantive content. Uh, and there's a lot of engagement from followers of the page there, which is great. Um, it's mainly where I put my blogs for, uh, for reach, really, and networking. You know, this is a problem, though, and it's the same thing that got me jacked from Twitter. Speaking the truth, whether abrasively or even just objectively factual, is considered abusive behavior by the sad little moderators at Facebook and Twitter. Now, then I was hammered on, on both platforms within 24 hours with no explanation in either case is more than just coincidence. It's a coordinated effort by liberal moderators to cut the legs off of anyone who's making some noise. Liberals cannot handle the truth. It, it makes them uncomfortable because it doesn't go with the feel-good sensation they get when a giant magical unicorn unloads its rainbow-flavored balls all over their hipster-loving faces. And this is the same reason they try to ignore change or erase history altogether. It's amusing, but absolutely frustrating to watch. They just cannot stand the truth. They hate it. The liberals live their lives in this deep, smelly, heinous swamp of pathetic insecurity, and they feel so guilty for being such ugly people, such stagnant, counterproductive members of society 
that they find joy in trying to reverse the course of history or anything that makes logical sense. They live their lives to do nothing more than piss and moan and cry and shit on everything good. You know, think about the people in your life right now, family members, friends, neighbors, you know, who are the most happy? Generally conservatives, right? I mean, because we're grounded to values and reality. And just off the top of my head, I can think about oh, five or six liberal family members or friends who are constantly miserable or have this righteous, nasty attitude about damn near everything around them. They're unable to see the good in anything. They're only happy when they find something to be unhappy about. Just such dark, pessimistic, lonely punks. Life is short, assholes. Have a cookie, take a nap, change your soiled drawers, get outside and chase some butterflies, for Christ's sakes, before they all go extinct in ten years, right? <laughs> Just quit with the incessant pouting. We have a real problem right now that has been amplified in the last two years and becomes more pandemic by the day. That's the subjective censorship of conservative voices. I don't doubt that many of us can't stand Twitter or Facebook anymore, right? They just they become a pain in the ass and full of liberal idiots telling one another what they want to hear. But the truth is that these mediums are where the majority of social interaction happens in today's world. Right or wrong, it's where people go for information, even news, sadly, uh, and to engage others in dialogue. But what good is that dialogue if you're only talking to yourself, essentially? And that's what these liberal echo chambers want. You know, these, these liberal pukes, these so-called anti-fascists, have no appreciation for free speech and, in, in, in fact, behave like the true fascists. We all see it. It's right there. And I think, at least, anyway, most of us want to do something about that. But we're stuck. As long as these irresponsible social giants employ mostly millennial moderators, who, let's face it, are overwhelmingly liberal, this won't change unless there is accountability. Sadly, the only way to hold them accountable is for the government to regulate their subjective moderation. Nobody wants the government meddling in private business. But this one is the exception, and it's certainly the lesser of two evils. Uh, you know, liberals are not just okay with the subjective censorship of conservatives. They bask in it. I mean, look at Parler, for example, a newer platform that touts itself as a platform of free speech, which it is, and it's great. It gets this reputation of being a conservative Twitter, but it's not even close to true. It's simply a medium where you can communicate without being punished for speaking your mind, no matter what the topic is. Uh, I've really enjoyed, most recently, people on there just sharing mundane facts about their days. And that's what people want. They want flavor, but they want to be able to speak the things they're passionate about without worrying that their voice is going to be cut out. You know, Parler appears conservative, yes, because most users are. Many have already been banned from other platforms. And... Liberals don't utilize Parler because their whiny, petulant tattling won't work there. They can't lob these childish attacks that they do on other platforms and then hide like a bunch of basement-dwelling pussies as they report people because that doesn't work on Parler. It just doesn't happen. You know, this observation alone is enough to demonstrate you know, the misguided, really the malicious intentions of liberals. When it comes to standing up for what they think they believe in, they have no spine. They don't dare to confront objective thought outside of their echo chambers because they know they're going to be shot down. They know they're going to have truth thrown back in their face, and they don't like that. It doesn't make them feel good. 
Um, the real question is what do we do from here as conservatives? What happens next? Uh, the short answer to that is voter turnout. We vote, and we must convince those like-minded among us to vote also, to vote with their factual conscience, to vote with our traditional American values, to vote for law and order, to vote for patriotism and sovereignty, to get out and vote in every single election from the national level right down to every state and local election. No election is too small. Progressives are inserting themselves into every race, and one of the most frightening is those races among our school boards. We need more conservatives in these positions. We need to reverse the course of politics in general getting into our schools, and especially destructive liberal policies that remove academic and social accountability at a young age and really handcuff our teachers from facilitating under the good intentions that teachers want to facilitate. You know, if you're just sitting there passively thinking or hoping this will change on its own, you're complicit in this destruction. This is only going to get much worse and it's only gonna get much more intrusive in all of our lives if we don't push back and we don't take the fight right back at the left. Listen, there is no high road anymore. Liberals have changed the rules and we will only defeat them by adapting to their rules. This is an all out fight for our country. This is not, I mean, that's not an exaggeration and it's not an overstatement. We are in a fight for the future of our country. If we don't reverse course or at least slow this down exponentially, this country dies when the Gen Xers out here start dying off in the next three or four decades. I am a Gen Xer and I believe that we were probably the last generation as a whole really that had family values passed down to us. Some of us, most of us I think have not forgotten that. Um, but I, when we die off, I think the country is, is doomed, really, if this does not change soon. Now, I fear for my daughter's future every day. And I can only hope that I can iron long Ruth Ginsburg my ass someday to be sure that I'm still around to fight for free America as long as I can. You know, liberals continue to invite danger and enable lawlessness in our society you know, while diminishing accountability and consequence. It truly baffles me how people who are seemingly offended by everything are completely comfortable with the ugliest and most disgusting behaviors in this world. And think about that. They, they scream if you assume gender, but have no problem with genital mutilation or men using the women's room. Uh, you know, they, they get offended if you use pronouns, but have no problem with impeach the motherfucker. They scream about the environment while trashing and literally shitting on the streets in every major city in America. They whine about us not paying attention to science, but deny biology, sociology, physics, logistics, immunology, chemistry, criminology, and more. They deny science at every corner they can. They want us to erase student debt, make college free, admit an unlimited number of unchecked people into the country, double the minimum wage, but have no plan to pay for or maintain that. They do not get sustainability. You know, they are the party of entitled, ungrateful jackasses with no common sense who behave only according to their misguided emotional impulsivities. No hindsight, no foresight, no critical thinking. Just a bunch of pants-pissing pukes with remedial IQs and anger issues. Good grief. Is it happy hour yet? <laughs> I'm thirsty here. Uh, no, but my beautiful conservative friends, 
Let's not go into the weekend with our good shoes all mucked up with that liberal nonsense. We have a lot to be fortunate for. First, while I do sometimes cringe at some of what he says, we have a leader in the White House, White House who doesn't play into the politically correct nonsense. And he calls it as he sees it. He's transparent about what he thinks, and he's an all-star at making liberals look like the simple-minded fools that they are. We have a strong economy, one of the best in the history of our country. We have a stronger military after years of depletion by that traitor Obama. We have police forces with more confidence that the president will have their back. We are building more wall. We have more conservative judges in the judiciary ranks across the country. That is huge. We have arenas and stadiums packed with patriots to see Trump. We have a president who puts America first. We've stopped bowing down to nations like Iran and Syria. We have a president who isn't afraid to make the unpopular decisions to meet with foreign adversaries like Russia or North Korea while still sanctioning them and making his expectations clear. Trade within our own hemisphere has boomed like it never has before. We're holding China accountable and they're starting to bend in our favor. We have conservative watchdog groups going after the legal wrongs of illegitimate pukes like Ilhan Omar. We have CNN falling on their faces every day and being continually mocked by perhaps the greatest troll of all time, Donald J. Trump. And to that note, if you've not seen uh, the parody videos that he's shared uh, of CNN recently, you really need to check them out. Uh, send CNN to the burn unit stat. It's just he has lit them on fire and it is amusing to watch. We have booming businesses, low unemployment, higher wages, stronger 401ks, and a decreasing number of people on government assistance. We have more accountability, more choice, and better health care for veterans. We have the rebirth of patriotism in this country that pisses liberals off, and that, my friends, is fucking beautiful. We are not racists, homophobes, zealots, bigots, Nazis, or fascists. We are proud Americans who don't need to hide behind labels to mask our own insecurities. We love our country, our families, our friends, our neighbors, and we respect them. We have values, values that are both tangible and intangible. Values that liberals will never understand because in order to understand them, you have to have self-respect. In order to live and appreciate them, you have to be mindful, you have to hold yourself accountable, and you have to have the confidence to be proud of those values. Conservatives do this by default because it's ingrained in our hearts and minds. It's the way we were taught and how we were raised, and it's the way we raise our kids. It is optimism, it is courage, it is leadership, it is vision. Liberals have none of that, and it is why they have solidified themselves as second-class citizens within a first-class society. We have not done that to them. They have done it to themselves simply by sucking at life and having no moral compass. While they whine and while they cry and while they complain and lie and obstruct and deny, we stand tall for our families, for our country, for our flag, for our anthem, for the truth, and most of all, for our God-given dignity as productive human beings who bleed red, white, and blue as proud legal citizens of the greatest nation on the planet, the United States of America. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mega Powercast. To comment on this podcast or any of my work, please visit me on the web at exposingliberalbs.com where you can navigate to my contact page or my various social media accounts. Mega on to 2020, and remember, you can't hurt them if you don't hit them.